Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, we're diving back into the pageant world. I've talked to somebody who was Miss Indiana USA, of course, in the Miss USA circuit. I've talked to somebody who was a a uh, Miss Mermaid Texas, so totally different thing. Several different pageant people I've talked to in the past. This week, Ginger Regacious is Miss Vermont Teen, which is in the Miss America circuit, and of course, it is the, the teen division. Those who are are younger are doing this before they become, you know, Miss Vermont and then Miss America. Ginger was a, an amazing person to speak to. We talked about the whole, you know, creating uh, a platform. We talked about how she was going out for Miss uh, Vermont Teen in the past, and the, the year prior, didn't win, just reinvigorated her to do even better the next year and the next year she won you know i'm talking to her as the the title holder she got that title this past april the conversation we had was in june so it's a few times we talk about you know just having the title for a few months and her just getting out of school so realize it took a little while for this to get released i always hate that uh, but it, it was it, it was so fascinating to speak with her just about the process and what it felt like to win, um, what it what it, the whole pageant world's like, how she moved from New York to Vermont. Uh, we talk about some really important things when it comes to her platform, which is about hidden disabilities and her organization she's created called Defying Limits. Uh, she has a hidden disability. She has a learning disability that we're going to talk about and how she has kind of use that um, as motivation and use that from going from it kind of being undiagnosed and doing very poorly in school to being diagnosed, getting those accommodations she needs, and then becoming somebody who has above a 4.0. So I, I think that this is just a fascinating conversation about the pageant world, about you know defying limits, just, just as her uh, as her organization's called. And just a cool conversation with with somebody who's just just an awesome person. She's she's got so much energy. Uh, it's easy to see why that energy transcended on um, on stage, and and people really really uh, are gravitated towards towards her. And that's what got her the the title. So um, you know, we we talked in June. This is normally the time of year that. Uh, you know, the Miss America teen would, would be happening. We're going to talk about how that's actually not happening until January. So she's still in the thick of preparing for the Miss America teen pageant. So we wish her nothing but the best there. Uh, but here is Ginger Regacious. I'm here today with Ginger Regacious. Miss Regacious, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hardest question of the whole night. Just introduce yourself. So my name is Ginger Gacious. I am currently Miss Vermont's Teen 2023. I love it. And I want to kind of ask you about your name, both your first and your last name. I know you kind of have a, an interesting story with your first name. Your whole family is has red hair. And I guess if you wasn't redheaded, you were going to have a totally different name. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, I have two older brothers. They're both redheads. And so are my parents. Uh, a bunch of my cousins are redheaded as well. And before I was born, my parents were set on the name Ginger, and they thought if she's not redhead and we name her Ginger, that's kind of mean in a family <laughs> full of redheads. Um, so they made the, the plan that if I wasn't a redhead, I would be named Colleen. Um, I don't actually know where they got the name Colleen. I think they just liked it. Um, mm. But then I was born, they were like, oh, she has red hair. So I was named Ginger. <laughs> I like it. Well, that is that is cool. I and and then your last name. I mean, just stereotypical. We got a family full of redheads. It's, your name's not like you know O'Shaughnessy or something Irish. Where does that last name come from? It's an interesting one. I believe it's Lithuanian. Oh. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, a lot of my life, I believed it was Irish. I thought it was, but mm. it was not. I said, "Oh, mom, what's my last name?" And she's like, "I think it's Lithuanian." And I was like, "Oh, 
I've been telling people it's Irish and it is not. <laughs> I like it. I, and I want to kind of now talk about, I know you moved to Vermont. You, you're obviously, um, you know, in, in pageants there now, but you came from New York city. Talk a little bit about, I guess, uh, the, the move from New York city to Vermont. I feel like that's a, a very different world. Well, I grew up in New York city. I grew up on the upper East side, uh, for pretty much my whole life. Um, I went to elementary school there. I went to middle school there. Um, but before my brothers and I were born, uh, so my mom actually went to UVM and once my parents moved to New York city, after they had met and everything, they decided to get a house up in Vermont. Uh, just like a weekend home, a vacation home, something, a place that we can spend on the holidays and everything. Um, and we would go up there all the time in the summer. And then when COVID hit, when I was in eighth grade, I was 14, we moved up here to Vermont and we stayed here for a while. Um, we were in a very small house actually, cause we were very young. We were toddlers living in that house and we stayed up there up until around October. So from March of 2020 to October of 2020. And then we decided to permanently move up here because it's not good for my learning. Um, I really struggle. Like I, I have a learning disability. Um, that's basically what my whole platform is about. And I did not do well over zoom and New York was not opening up for schools anytime soon. Hmm. So we stayed up here permanently in Vermont. Um, and the rest is history. I mean, I just kind of made a life here. Uh, it's very different than New York, uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And that's, that is kind of what I was going to ask. Do you, do you prefer to be in Vermont now that you're there rather than the, the East Upper East Side? Uh, it's definitely different. The other day I was actually missing a lot of my friends. I was missing my best friend. It was definitely hard at first, but I feel like I found my place. I've made a bunch of friends. Um, I'm Miss Vermont's teen, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's completely different, but I definitely miss the city a lot. Yeah, no, that, that makes some sense. You just said that you're Miss Vermont's teen. I want to ask you now how you got into to pageants. Was this cycle the, the first time? Have you been you know, in pageants your whole life? Talk a little bit about that. So it was actually, so I just finished my junior year. I'm 17. And um, last year when I was 15, uh, I had the idea, my, my mom actually had the, had the idea of me competing in pageants. I thought she was kind of crazy. I was like, what? Like, I've never thought of myself as a pageant girl, uh, but why not? And my college counselor was actually like, you should do it. It'll be great for your essays and everything. So we found the Miss America organization. We applied and everything. And then I turned 16 and then I competed last year as Miss Bennington County's outstanding teen. That's when they had the outstanding in there. Um, and I didn't win. Uh, it was kind of a shock for me. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm the kind of person that was like, I'm going to win. Obviously first time doing a pageant, I'm going to win. But it, it, it was kind of a shocker for me. There were five girls competing, including me. And the whole time I was running for it, people are always like, Oh, you're going to win. You're going to win. And I was like, I don't know. Like it's my first pageant. Like I've never done this before. And that kind of got my hopes up and I didn't. And I realized how much it took. So then the whole next year after I lost, I worked and I worked so hard because I knew that it's something I wanted. And it's after I lost that I knew I really wanted it. And it's not for the title. It's not about being the girl with the fancy crown. It's all about spreading your, your voice and having that voice and just spreading it with your community. I found that that was such an important part of being part of this organization. I don't care if I have a crown or not. I care about spreading my message because that's the most important part about it. Um, and that's how I kind of got into it. And I love this organization with all my heart. And I love all the girls that competed this year and last year. Then you said that, and you may have already kind of answered it when it comes to just spreading your message, but mm -hmm. you said that when you didn't win, that you worked and worked and worked. What is that? What's that look like? What, what's, what's the work to prepare for next year? And, and I guess more success. Uh, so last year I went to Miss America's outstanding teen. Uh, I watched all three or four nights of the competition. It was a lot, three hours of watching girls do pageantry. 
Um, and I learned a lot through just watching that pageant. And I was in a program called Empower Academy where they take girls from all over the, the nation and we come and we just kind of get to know each other. And we also learn about pageantry and how we can become better and hopefully win the next time we compete. And I thought it was super beneficial. Um, so there are five stages of competition. There's interview, talent, onstage question, fitness, and evening gown. And I interview, interview is a big one and so is talent. Interview and talent are definitely the biggest ones, um, I would say. And, you know, mock interviews pretty much every week. Um, I had a pageant coach to help me with them and I had uh, mock panelists and my talent. I had my vocal coach every week and we would practice our song. And sometimes, so I wouldn't get sick of it, we would uh, do some other fun songs, which is good so that I wouldn't get bored of my talent song. <laughs> um, and then fitness, I got a trainer two weeks before I competed um, just to work on my push-ups and get those muscles strong. Um, and then on stage question kind of feeds into interview as well. And then evening gown, just finding a dress that I really felt comfortable in, having good posture, of course, uh, practicing walking in my dress so I wouldn't trip. So a lot of those things factor into competing in a pageant. A lot of people think it's easy. It is not easy. <laughs> I must say it is not easy. <laughs> No, yeah, I've talked to other other people that have been in pageants, and yeah, I, I don't think it's easy at all. So, I'm certainly not one of those people. What uh, you said that you tried to, uh, I guess, hone this song, but not not get bored with it. So, you must be kind of have this one one song that you know you're going to do. What is it uh, for nationals or for? I mean, I already competed in states, but like, right. are you asking if I've had a? Do I have a song for nationals? Well, you can say that if you want, but what was the what's what's the song that you that you were practicing all this time? Was it for state? Oh, I guess. Gotcha. So, um, I actually sang an Elvis song at states. I sang. Um, I was about to say the song that I sang last year. No, that was "Don't Stop Me Now" from Queen. Um, no, but this year I sang "If I Can Dream" by Elvis. Um, it's a super emotional song. Um, when Elvis wrote it, he, Martin Luther King had just died. Um, and it kind of, it was kind of a, a protest song and kind of a reconciliation song. Um, and it's all about how we should come together and unite as a nation and not keep on fighting with each other because there was a lot of controversy going around and he wanted to break that through song. And I thought that was a really important message and i love elvis also um and i just wanted to share that no i love it i think that's a song that uh, you know you talked about what was happening at that time but i think that transcends time and that's certainly something we can learn from today too so i think that's awesome have you you, you asked me whether what song i was talking about have you already picked a song for for the next stages uh well um so originally nationals was going to be in august of 2023 so in like two months but there but miss america the organization is under new management uh and miss america's teen is going to be in january of 2024 mm. so where i was going to have my song picked out pretty much a month ago but since it got pushed back a couple months i have some time to breathe i just finished my junior year literally yesterday um mm. so i was just focusing on focusing on finals but i have not picked my song yet so hopefully in the next month or two, I'll pick my song. Oh, that's awesome. Does that mean that, well, I guess I don't know how they work in, in unison. Does that mean you're going to have this crown longer or was it, will it be the, the same? It's just a different, different time um, to have the other one. Well, uh, actually, Miss America's teen right now, her name's Morgan Greco. She's from Washington. She will actually be crowned for a year and a half, mm. whereas usually they would have been crowned a year. But because it got pushed back in January, she gets like an extra five months, which is lovely. I mean, nice to be her. But um, no, so I so I was crowned in April of 2023. Once I compete for nationals, if I don't win, then I will give up my title like three months later um, in April of 2024. And then if I do win, hypothetically, if I win Miss America scene, then I give up my title January of 2025. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, she gets the extra 
five months, I talked to yeah. <laughs> to Miss Indiana USA, that and she was she was you know Miss Indiana during 2020. So I think she was she had it for two straight years. So yeah, she was she had yeah. it for a long long time. Yeah, so did um, Miss America's team and Miss America. They had it for two years. Yeah, yeah, and you know I just talked about Miss USA. You're in the Miss America circuit you just talked about how much you like that i had no idea before you know talking to people in this world that there's even more than those two what made you decide to go with the circuit that you did it sounds like you really really like that that particular one but why how was that decision made uh so actually i think one of my mom's friends uh was in a pageant i don't remember what year she was but i think she was miss oklahoma and they met through a work thing. I, I don't really remember, but she said, oh, you should you should uh, make your daughter do pageants and everything. This was back in eighth grade. Like my mom's friends told my mom, they said she should do pageants. I never knew any of this until now. Um, but yeah, and then so I started, but she said, oh, like the Miss America organization is great. Like I can get you hooked up with all the websites and everything. And that's sort of how we found this one through the Miss America organization. I have met with some other organizations like Miss Miss Vermont's Teen USA and Miss Vermont USA. I met them when I won. They were at they were at the pageant. And it was really great to connect with the girls from like from other pageants, um, organizations and just see my other fellow state title holders. Yeah. And so how does it how how do you get to the state level? So I assume you you won your your county or your region, and then every region or county goes to the state. Talk a little bit about that process. So that's actually a normal thing in other states. Vermont does not have locals, oh. um, so a lot of friends that I've connected with through Instagram that are local title holders, they have the crown and they have their sash, and they were, they had a crowning ceremony when they competed for their local, and yeah, they have like Miss something, something teen, uh, that's not their state. And then all those girls that win their locals go on to states, but Vermont's so small, so we don't have that. So I was just assigned a title. I had Miss Southern Vermont's teen before, uh, no crown and I won states. So now we're here and I'm going to nationals. Woo. How, so how does someone just get assigned Did people just want to, want to go to state or what, what's that look like? I, I mean, I feel like just any, anyone can be assigned or what's that look like? Um, uh, so I think you can sign up as early as September. Uh, that's when the new cycle goes through and you pretty much just sign up and say, I want to compete for States. And they say, what do you want your title to be? And you say, I'm going to do Miss Southern Vermont's teen. Um, a bunch of other girls, like there's this one girl that's Miss Green Mountains teen, uh, Miss Northeast Kingdom's teen, Miss, uh, Miss Fall Rivers teen, and you just kind of say, I want this title, and they make your sash, and they ship it to you, and you compete. I mean, there's not a lot that goes into it when you first start. You pretty much sign up. For other states, it's a lot more competitive, um, where there are a lot more girls that compete. So they have locals, and then they have states. <laughs> hmm. So you said last year that you didn't win Miss, what was it, Bennington County? It's, what what was that if that wasn't wasn't like a county level to go to state? It was just something totally different? Well, so last year my title was Miss Bennington County's teen. It's the same sort of thing. So last year when I first started, I was Miss Bennington County's teen. And I competed for Miss Vermont's teen as Miss Bennington County's teen. Uh... And then this year when I signed up again to compete for this year, I switched my title because you can't have the same title more than once. So I switched it to Miss Southern Vermont's teen, and then I competed again. So it's the same thing. I got you. I thought I thought you didn't win Miss Bennington County. You mm -hmm. want you had that title. It was the state last year. You competed last year in the state too. Yeah. And you said so. It made sense to me with this county pageant that I thought was happening that there was only five girls, but the state only has five girls. It really is a small state, I guess. Yeah. So last year at states. So last year before states, I did not compete for a local. Like I said, I was just assigned my title, right? And then last year I competed, it was me and four other girls. Um, so they only did 
first runner-up and winner. And then this year, there were nine girls, including me, so a little bit more girls than last year. Um, and this year it was actually a little bit more nerve-wracking because they announced top four, and then they did uh, third runner-up, second runner-up, and then first runner-up, and it was terrifying. Oh my God, I was so nervous. I was sweating profusely. They said, cause like you got the whole crowd, right? And then they call the first four, like the top four girls up, right? So if your name doesn't get called, you know that you're not gonna win. And then they go from third runner up to, to winner. So you're praying that they don't hear your name. And the whole time I was like, please don't say my name, please don't say my name. And then it was up to me and one other girl. And I was like, and they were ha saying, oh, this is the first runner up and everything. Here's your duties. Like if title holder cannot fill, fulfill her duties, like you need to step in and everything. And they were having this long, explanation of what the first runner-up does and i was standing there and i was like oh my god please don't say my name and they said the other girl's name and like the the moment of shock it just like went down my spine and i was like oh my gosh i was not control of what i was doing my hands were all over the place i was like what do i do oh my god i won and i was hyperventilating it was so bad but i love watching the video because it's so funny <laughs> yeah that, i i can't even imagine that talk a little bit about the the entire experience. And then, you know, you just, I mean, you just said pretty, pretty well, you know, what it was like to, to win. I want you to tell us about the experience of actually going to the pageant, the nerves that come to that. And then we can talk a little bit about, I guess, the moments after you won and kind of it's sinking in. Yeah. Um, so a week before I always had this countdown in my brain. I was like a week from now, I could be Miss Vermont's teen. That's crazy. Or I could not. And last year I really was set on being Miss Vermont's teen. But this year I was sort of like, whatever happens, happens. You know, if I don't win, that's okay. It doesn't define me. It doesn't define how successful I'm going to be. It's just an extracurricular. And that's a really big extracurricular. Um, but you know, I was just like, it's going to be okay if I don't win. Win or lose, it's going to be fine. Like, will I be disappointed if I, I don't win? Yeah, but anybody would be disappointed if they don't win. I'm going to be fine 24 hours afterwards. It's all going to be good. And I kind of had that kind of mindset, whereas I did not have that mindset last year. And we got to the hotel and everything. We settled in. I slept very well this year. Last year, I remember not sleeping very well at all because I was so nervous. And this year, I slept perfectly fine like went to bed lights out I was went to, went to sleep like a baby um but um it was Saturday the day before the pageant and we were getting ready for interview and I'm very like I think that I'm very good at interview um interview is definitely my strong suit and I was really nervous going in anybody would be and I just tried to be fun and entertaining uh, a little bit serious on those kinds of questions but very fun and outgoing and bubbly and afterwards i walk out out of the 10 minutes and i was like that went really well i think that went really well they were laughing a little bit i feel pretty good about that interview and i went back i text my mom I'm like mom this is good i feel good strong start we got to push through and then the pageant came the next day and we did opening number and everything when we introduced all the girls and then we went back stage oh we did our on-stage question they asked me my question it was about my social impact initiative or my community service initiative they change it like every year um and i feel like i nailed it and i remember feeling so confident afterwards after i did my on-stage question i walked off and i was like oh my gosh that was so good and i texted my mom like mom how was that and she was like you were on fire that was amazing and i was like yeah <laughs> and then i got ready for fitness and everything i'm like texting her the whole time backstage yeah. And I got my fitness wear and everything, and we did our little fitness routine. I was last on stage. I did my fitness. I was, like, super fun and energetic and showed my guns. Um, and then we walked off stage. I was like, Mom, how was that? And she was like, amazing. You were energetic and fun and bubbly, and your sass level was over 100%. And I was like, great. <laughs> and then we had talent, and I was doing my talent and everything, and I was singing, and I poured my whole heart and soul into my talent. And I walked off stage, I was like, mom, how was that? And she was like, amazing. And I was like, yes. Um, and then we had evening gown and I was sending her pictures of what I should do for my hair and everything. As I was backstage, I was like, do we like the clip? Do we not like the clip? 
Um, and then we did, we did our little uh, evening gown. We did our walk. I smiled. And then we walked off stage. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I was the last team to go. They're probably choosing who wins right now. I was like, this is so scary. Like the winner's chosen right now. And then we all went back on stage and then they did awards and everything. Some of the, a lot of the time I was not honestly paying attention. So they said my name and I was like, what? I was like, oh, yay. I was like, I don't know what this is for, but thank you. Mm. <laughs> um, because I was so like, uh, there was so much going on. Um, and then, yeah. And then the top four were called and I won. <laughs> Yeah, from what I what I learned from from that uh, that story is that your mom is a a great hype woman. She she's she's good at uh, getting you fired up. Yeah, definitely. And also my pageant coach. Like I have a group chat with my mom and my pageant coach, yeah. and I was just talking the whole time. My pageant coach was watching the live stream and everything, and she was texting me. She's like, "You rock, girl." I was like, "Thank you." But yeah, I like it. So you've you now we've got to where you've won. You know, you were in shock. You didn't know, you know, you, you, I mean, you couldn't believe it. But once it's, it sunk in, talk a little bit about that, because, I mean, there's a, uh, you know, there's there's adrenaline. There's the thrill of it. You didn't win last year. You won this year. Finally mm -hmm. happened and you're excited. When it sunk in, how did it feel? Were you like, were you still pumped? Were you like, oh, my gosh, this is a, a big responsibility. Now what? What, what? what did it feel like then? Um, so I had won. And I was like hysterically crying, right? They were, um, Alexina Miss, Miss Vermont 2022 was putting my sash on. Uh, Abigail Hunter, Miss Vermont's teen 2022 was putting my crown on. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do, right? And then afterwards, I remember I was waving and everything. And like, I saw my mom in the crowd and everything. And I saw my aunt, my aunt was there. And I saw my brother and my dad. And then I walked off and I turned to the left stage, stage left. And I see like the teen coordinator, her name's Brittany. And I turned to her and I say, Brittany, what do I do? And she's like, come here, come here. So I go off stage with her. And she's like, like she has tissues in her little fanny pack. And she's like drying my tears and fixing my crown and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like everything was still setting in. And I actually missed Miss Vermont getting crowned. Um, I was, I was so hyper, hyperventilating backstage and I turned to look at what's going on on stage and there was the first runner up and the winner, Yamuna. And I was like, wait a minute, who was third runner up? Who was second runner up? I don't even know. I wasn't even paying attention. And then they say Yamuna won. And then I was like, oh my gosh, yay. This is great. She's my miss and everything. And then we had photos and everything. We had, we hugged and I was just like, I can't believe this is real. Like this smile did not go off my face for a while. And then I went backstage to clear all my stuff up. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then we actually went out to dinner afterwards. Um, I thought my mom was going to make a reservation at a place and she ended up not doing that. And I was like, wait, mom, I thought we had a reservation. She was like, well, you know, I don't know if you were going to be in the hotel all night or if you were going to be happy. So I didn't make a reservation. I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, and I did not take off the crown. I wore the crown on my sash to dinner <laughs> and everything. And we were like, I just won like literally half an hour ago. And they were like, oh, congratulations and everything. I was like, thank you. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go to bed in my crown so bad because I just didn't want to take it off. I was like, no, um, but it was crazy. And I went on college tours right after. So like, I did not have a chance to breathe and actually like take it in because I was immediately on a flight the next morning for a week. So I couldn't do any, mm -hmm. a lot of Miss Vermont's teen duties. Um, but the whole time I was just like, I want to see my baby. I want to see my crown. Cause my dad took it home and it was at our house while I was traveling to California. And I was like, I want to see them. I want to see my sash. I miss them. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a great month. I like that. That that makes me laugh. I'm surprised you didn't wear your crown on your college tours. I know. I wanted to, but mom's like, it's not gonna fit in our suitcase. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so how you you know you've had the crown now for several months. How often do you wear it? You I told you that this wasn't gonna be on uh on video, but you you are wearing it now. So I, I feel like you probably take every opportunity, right? Uh yes. <laughs> um so I wear my crown a lot. So I have appearances pretty much every weekend. Mm -hmm. Um and when I have those appearances, I wear my crown. Uh, when I go to photo shoots, I wear my crown and my sash. I bring both of them. Um, and sometimes when I'm bored, I put it on just because it's fun. And, you know, it's, it's pretty and shiny. <laughs> um, but also, 
sometime like after i won all my friends were like i need to try on the crown i need to try on the crown and i was like whoa slow your horses <laughs> um but sometimes they they goof off with it and i'm like it's my it's my precious um but it's 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 fun um and then actually i went i had an appearance uh a couple weeks ago and i sang the national anthem and afterwards i was going to sing uh the opening number to our past musical with the drama department um, and I obviously couldn't wear my crown on my sash during that. Um, so after I sang the national anthem, I like quickly took it off. I was like, here, mom, take it. Cause she was at the little gala thing. And I gave it to my mom and my sash so that I could sing with my, with my group. And then afterwards I got my crown back. I went home and I get these photos from my mom on a group chat. And it is my mom's friends wearing my crown at the dinner. And they're like, Ooh, pose, pose. Mm. And I was like, you guys are too much, um, but it was super adorable. It was super cute that they did that. And I think my mom's friends and my mom are definitely my biggest supporters. They always like say congratulations and everything. They always donate to my spot fund, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but yeah, I love my mom's friends, even though some of them I haven't met, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I this the sash says 2023, so I assume you keep that. The crown, do you do you keep it at the end, or does it get sent back? Uh, so I get to keep the crown and the sash forever. Um, I want to be buried in it, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it's really great that I get to keep it. Um, I don't know how I would feel if we had to give it up. That would be heartbreaking. I feel like it'd be harder to give up your own crown and like have it passed on through like 20 years. Because I think it's only, yeah, it's only been around for 20 years, the teen program. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be cool to like have your crown be worn by the past title holders. But at the same time, as a title holder giving up your crown, I'd feel like that's a little, I'd be like, oh no, I've had it for a year and I have to give it up and I'll never see it again. Yeah, but, well, well, hopefully, you know, you're, you you love that crown so much. Hopefully in yeah. January, you get to replace it with a, a bigger, better, new, improved crown, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so Vermont has actually never placed top 11 ever at nationals i looked it up but i mean vermont's not really a pageanty state you know like how texas is very pageanty california alabama florida all the southern and west coast states um and all the big states have won miss america a bunch of them have i'm not sure which ones have not but vermont's the only one that's never i don't know if it's the only one it might be but vermont's one of them that has never placed top 11 since 1923 ever um so my goal this year is placing top 11 put in vermont on the map people will know what vermont is um it's a state not a not a little town not not a, a small city it's a state Woo! um so want to put want to put her on the map and then who knows maybe maybe i could be the first miss vermont's teen to be miss america's teen who knows i mean that's a long shot but <laughs> i love it well you vision board Right. Well, let, let's you. I'm going to say you have to defy limits. So let's get yeah, to, exactly. Let's, exactly. Let's get to your uh, your platform because I know that would played a big part in your your your, your crowning and, and all of that. So talk a little bit about your platform and why it's so important to you. So, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, um, I have a learning disability. I have lack of crystal knowledge. Um, so it's takes longer for me to process information that I'm given. It's very tricky in school, or it can be very tricky in school. Um, it can also be tricky in everyday life um, when I'm talking to my friends or my parents. Sometimes they get mad at me for not remembering things I they've already said, or sometimes I repeat stories and they're like, you already said this. I'm like, I'm sorry, I forget. But I mean, I was diagnosed when I was in third grade. Um, and my second grade teacher was like, she can't read. She doesn't, she shouldn't, she's not at reading level that she, she's not at the reading level she should be at this age. Um, so my mom's like, okay, let's get you tested. So I got tested and I was diagnosed with my learning disability. Um, so I get accommodations, I get extra time on tests. Um, I can also take my tests over um, like three days. Like I can break it up into parts. Um, so like my brain doesn't get overloaded. Um, a new accommodation that I get is for French. Um, I can for listening. I can listen to it more than three times. So that's a bonus. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's been a it's been a struggle. That's why that's 
actually one of the reasons why we moved up to up here is because I struggled with the Zoom, Zoom learning so badly. Oh my gosh, I was failing Spanish. I was failing art. How do you fail art? Um, but I was I was failing those classes and I was gonna get held back. Um, I did not get held back, luckily. Um, and we just thought it's gonna be so much better for you to go to school in person because you cannot start your high school high school career having a C average. Um, so yeah, I'm glad we moved up here. I am grateful for it. I mean, online learning would not have been good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and looking at your, your bio, I, I believe you've got, uh, significantly higher than a C average now, correct? Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I think that's kind of important too, just because you're talking about accommodations. I've talked to a lot of people with disabilities and, you know, the big thing is, accommodations are what's so important because, you know, a lot of people, people do struggle with when they have disabilities, when they do not have the proper accommodations, but when they do, they, they completely thrive. So I, that's why I want to kind of point that out that, you know, you had a dis uh, learning disability, which people just in their head think, okay, well, that means that she wouldn't be very smart or, or something like that, which is not the case at all. If the proper accommodations are made, people excel and that's exactly what you've done. I think you, you got above a 4.0, right? Uh, some, I think weighted is above yeah. 4.0 or something. I think unweighted is like 3.7 or 3.8, which is pretty, still pretty good. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. you know, you, you talked about, uh, having, well, I don't know if you talked about, it. I think I already kind of threw it in there. People are like, what the heck, what, what did, why did you say defying limits? But that's, that's actually the name of your your organization that you've created. Talk a little bit about that. How did I come up with the defining limits? I'm trying to think. I remember, and I knew I always wanted to create a website. My older brother, he has von Willebrand's disease and he created a website when he was my age and just kind of sharing other teens' stories about having von Willebrand's disease and playing sports because sometimes he would have to take off his medical alert bracelet um, and it was really dangerous because if he bled out, they wouldn't know who to call and everything. And so I knew I wanted to create a website and I knew that I, it was going to be about my learning disability. I just didn't know how I would do it. And the Miss America organization kind of put it into hyper gear and I created my website last year. And we were trying to find names that weren't already taken for websites. Um, and I was really in love with the idea of singing Defying Gravity as my song for, for the talent portion of the competition last year. I was like, oh my gosh, Defying Gravity will be great and everything. It's also a very overused song in pageantry. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of people sing Defying Gravity. Um, and I don't know, I just like something was, I was getting pulled to the song. Um, I ended up not singing it, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, and we were singing, we're playing around with the words defy, defy, defying, like, like defying disabilities or something and then we kind of came up with defying limits we were like that has a good ring to it defying limits like you defy other people's limits about you other people can, can defy their limits that they have on themselves i defy my own limits i defy other people's limits every day and that's kind of how it started i mean it was a little bit of a long process it kind of happened over time it wasn't like this split moment where we're like defying limits um but we just kind of messed around with it a little bit and then defying limits kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to people, you know, they're listening that have disabilities, whether it's visible or invisible. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you, what do you say, I guess, because obviously you're kind of a, a, a good example of, you know, defying that and not letting that, uh, not letting that limit you and not letting it define you. So talk a little bit about that uh, to others who maybe, maybe dealing with something like that. Mm-hmm. I have this quote, uh, you cannot outperform your own vision of yourself. And it's pretty much my life motto. I live by it every day, mostly. And I want people to realize that if they have this negative person in their head, keep telling them, you can't do this. You're dumb. You're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. That was such an idiotic thing for you to say. I feel like you're not going to thrive. And that happened to me a lot. I had this internal voice and I still have it. 
it's not a way, but I've definitely punched it down a little bit. Um, that would always tell me that I was such an idiot for not knowing how to do this. Why, why are you so stupid? You're so slow. You don't understand this while everyone's just getting it so easily. People can pass these math tests, these humanities tests, these science tests in their sleep, and you can't. Why is that? I mean, I, I was passing. I was getting C's and B's, but I knew that I could do better, and everyone was getting A's. And I was like, what is going on? What is happening? Um, and then once I started high school, it really kind of set in that I knew I could achieve greatness, and I just... I had, a, I had a fire under me, and I knew I always had a fire under me, um, but I, my whole life I thought I was lazy, and I was unproductive, and I was not hardworking, and once I got to high school, I was like, that is so not me, I am so, I am tenacious, I'm hardworking, I'm passionate, I have this work drive, and I need, I need to be working all the time, it's actually kind of bad. Um, but I need to be working all the time because I don't know what I would do without it because I'm so busy all the time. And sometimes when I have a moment to myself, I'm like, what do I do now? You know, I got tutors and I worked with them and I was, I really advocated for myself because I got older and I found my voice and I really talked to my teachers. I was like, Hey, I'm really struggling and I don't know what I'm doing. And they were like, okay, let's sit down, take a breath. Let's figure it out together. And that really helped. Um, and just telling them, I don't really understand this. You need to teach it in a way that I understand or I could come to extra help and you can teach it to me in a way that I understand because sometimes when you're talking, it's going in one ear and out the other because I am not listening. I'm list trying to, but it's just not working. Um, and that's sort of where I found that part of me that, you know, is kind of always, it's always been like that, but yeah. I, I like that. I like all of that. So I want you now to to talk about what's next when it comes to what's next in your your reign, what what your plans are for the rest of your your crown, and then also what's next when it comes to to school. I know you've already been looking at universities. I believe if I read your bio right, USC is a big one that you're interested in. Talk a little bit about what's next in the reign, and then what's next when it comes to the college. Uh, so what's next in the rain, you know, um, working for nationals. Um, and then after nationals, I guess I give up my title in like three months after that. Um, so I don't get a lot of time between nationals and my decrowning. But yeah, so I mean, nationals is a big one. Really got to prep for that. Really got to work in the fall of my senior year. Um, speaking of fall of my senior year, I'm going to apply to college. And yeah. Uh, USC is my number one. I want to apply to the School of Dramatic Arts. It has like a 6% acceptance rate, but it's okay. We can beat the odds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to audition for that for that program at the, at the School of the University of Southern California. I really want to be in California. I really want to be in LA. I am very passionate about theater. Theater is my whole life. It's my hobby. I've been doing it for 11 or 12 years now. I was in plays since I was in kindergarten, I think, and then kind of moved on up. I started doing television, uh, not like on screen television, but um, like these acting classes where we would film these videos and like they would edit it and everything and they were posted on YouTube. Um, it was like a real like New York City class for like elementary schoolers and middle schoolers. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And I continued to do theater there at the same program. And then I got to high school and I was always in plays. Um, I danced too. And um, next year, actually, I'm very excited because the musical's Mamma Mia. And I'm so excited. And, you know, fingers crossed for Donna. Um, but um, yeah. And then so I want to go to college for theater. I mean, like I said, the goal is LA so that I could audition for shows or movies there um, and maybe get a start on my career. If I don't move to LA, that's okay. I can always move to LA after college. Um, but my second choice is University of Alabama, which is one of our uh, school sponsorships. So I could go there for free. I could get a full ride there, um, which is very, very nice. Um, and Alabama, I am big on sororities. So if I go to Alabama, definitely rushing. Um, 
which I'm very excited for. Wherever I go, I'm definitely rushing. Um, so that's that's something I really want to do. And I'm very into football, you know, uh, college spirit. Um, very into that. Very, very into that. Um, going to all the football games. And then we'll see what happens after that. Again, auditioning for TV shows and movies. Um, and we'll see where that gets me. Well, I'm, I'm in Indiana and a, and a Notre Dame fan. So USC and Alabama, when it comes to football, are, are not my tops. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, my, my brother went to Notre Dame. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, you know that, that Alabama and USC are some, some big rivals. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you, you never really know what's going to happen when it comes to acceptance, but yeah. coming from somebody that that is in the admissions department at a university, I'll tell you that having, you know, something different about you, having that miss, uh, that miss, Vermont title that Miss Teen Vermont title is definitely not going to hurt you. So I think that's uh, that's a benefit. That's a, that's that's awesome for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you in a minute, kind of how people can follow along. But one last kind of silly question off of that uh, that resume. Okay, we don't know where you're going to go yet um, mm-hmm. in college, but you put on there that wherever you go, you want to start an an avocado or guacamole club. What the heck is that? What 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 is this? Um, so I get literally every time I do a mock interview, I'm asked that question every single time. They're like, why guacamole? Last year, one of the judges said, I'm a sour cream guy. Persuade me on why guacamole is the way to go. And I was like, okay, here you go. Here's the deal. Um, but when I was in seventh grade or uh, sixth grade, sorry, my brother, my oldest brother, John, he was a senior in high school and he was touring all these different colleges also junior year when i was in fifth grade um he was touring all these colleges and a lot of the time we would make family trips out of them um we definitely went to a lot of college tours as a family when my oldest brother was touring but then when my second brother was touring none of us went with him um i wonder why that is maybe it's the first firstborn things um but anyway so we went to georgetown and um, there was a student student tour guide and he was taking us around and he said, oh, this is where we went to the basement of one of the buildings. And he said, this is where all the clubs are being held. You know, you can create any club you want. Um, there are so many different clubs. The world's your oyster. You can sign up, start a club or join a club. And he said, you know, one of my friends actually started a guacamole club. And I was like, oh, guacamole. I was like, a guacamole club? That sounds like my kind of club. I like the sound of that. And then when I was in middle school, I was like, I want to start a guacamole club. I didn't, but it was it was it was on the list. Um, and then in high school, I was I'm thinking about it next year. I'm thinking about starting a guacamole club my senior year and being the president of the guacamole club. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of how it all came to be. I love guacamole so much so to my brothers we're a big guacamole family so what's what's the vision are you just going to go like to various restaurants and test out the guacamole are you going to all make guacamole and during the club or what what's what's the guacamole club so basically we would meet like i don't know maybe like twice a month or maybe once a week or something um because there are only so many guacamole recipes out there that we would make a guacamole recipe a new one every time we met and we would talk about guacamole and eat guacamole. We could talk about anything. I mean, it really doesn't matter what we talk about as long as we make guacamole. Um, we could have a movie in the background playing for all I care. It can be Ratatouille, but, um, yeah, just trying different recipes of guacamole, writing our thoughts down thinking, huh, I really liked last week's guacamole. This one is a little too sweet for me, or this one's a little too spicy. That one's too mild and just, all these different things. I made a guacamole, guacamole recipe with black olives. It was different. It was weird, but it was good. I don't know. My dad didn't like it, but I, I thought it was fine. I love black olives. So, you know. I got you. Well, I never thought I would be talking about guacamole, but I, I like it. I want you to tell people how they can, uh, how they can follow along. You've, you've got a lot of things coming up. Um, they want to see whether, you know, how how great you do for for vermont when it comes to this next level they want to follow along on you know just how big the guacamole club gets how can they follow along with ginger um so i actually have three instagram accounts 
I have my personal one, which is just.ginger. Um, I have my title holder one, which is Miss, Miss America's Teen VT. So when, if, if, if you ever want to follow along with all the state title holders, it's always Miss America's Teen and then their state abbreviation. So ours is VT. Um, same thing that goes with Miss. It's usually Miss America VT or Miss America GA or whatever. Um, those are for the Miss title holders. And then I have another one for my website. That's my website, Instagram, is defyinglimits.net. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then if you go to any one of those websites or those Instagrams, I have a link tree that goes to a bunch of different links that you can click on. My website, my spot fund, um, a newspaper article I was in, just a whole load of stuff that's all about me. Um, but yeah, so that, that's where you can find me. And also my website, defyinglimits.net, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I got it. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm glad I was interviewed today. So that was Ginger Gacious. Really, really enjoyed talking to her. She's just got so much energy, so much passion for the pageant world, so much passion for her cause when it comes to invisible uh, disabilities and, and helping people with that, uh, her defying limits organization urge you to check out her social media urge you to check out the defying limits page uh let's let's follow along with her you know she's got a lot of amazing things in the works when it comes to preparing to go to college when it comes to preparing to you know a career in in entertainment i i have no doubt that she'll be successful there and then of course that little thing in january that is the Miss America teen pageant that she's preparing for. I wish her nothing but the best of luck there. Her goal is to get in the top 11. Nobody from Vermont has ever done that before, but let's uh, let's surpass that goal. Let's defy that limit and uh, and have her win this thing. So I wish her nothing but the best. I appreciate her being on. Like I said, go follow her. All the links will be in the show notes. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, go follow us as well. Not Enough Podcast on Instagram. Not Enough with Jack Snuff on Facebook. JackSnuff.com. Uh, those are amazing places to follow along. Best place to follow along, best place to subscribe is Apple and on Spotify. You listen to this podcast. You listen to other episodes. You like what you hear. Leave a five-star review. That really, really uh, helps. That really, really is great. Um, if you want to even be more amazing, leave a written review on Apple that's awesome. Uh, but if you do nothing else, catch us next week. So many amazing guests in the past. So many amazing guests coming up. And uh, I can't wait to see you then. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think. Or, hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome. <laughs>